ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, yo, people, how's it going? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. Feels like a little while since I've actually recorded an intro to these podcasts. I've just been sort of putting these podcasts out as soon as I can, raw and ragged, and um, sort of been a lot of craziness going on in my life and a lot of changes as well. So I really just, I've just been trying to get the content out as quick as I can as I've been trying to balance a lot of other stuff in my life. I'm going to also be doing a podcast as well, um, sort of attacking some of these changes that's up and coming on the podcast and also my life in the next few weeks so watch out for that it will really be a big podcast and where i really do dive into a lot of my let you guys really in in, inside sort of my journey in my life and tell you some things that have been happening and also some changes in my life that's coming up and how it may affect the podcast so i definitely recommend listen to that in a few weeks time when it comes out it really will be going deeper than i've ever gone but anyway, in this podcast today with tech, this is really a cool conversation. I always love talking to Technique. He's been on the podcast before, but this one was recorded in the, the, the heart of lockdown. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. But anyway, I traveled through at least a few a few different Kunga game districts to make this one happen. A couple of tier fours were, um, the borders were definitely um, crossed in this one to make this one happen. So I hope you, um, hope you love that even more. And it probably makes this podcast even better because it was it was a, a naughty one to say the least. <laughs> the circumstances around it anyway. So anyway, I know you're going to enjoy this one. Some of the things that we, we spoke about on this one, we talked about psychic, psychic abilities. We talked about healing um, how to unblock chakras within the body. We talked about ancient cultures. We talked about cosmic energy. We talked about so much in this one. It really was a banger to say the least. And if you can, guys, before jump with this one, if you can, check out the, the Patreon page. It is one of the best ways to support the podcast. Also have a one-off don- donation option. And I've also added as well, because a few of you guys were asking this in the past, I also now, you can now donate to the podcast through crypto. That's right, the podcast has now gone to the next level. You can you can support through crypto. But anyway, them all them channels are all available on the Ascend Podcast website. If you just type in Ascend Podcast, you will find the website where you can donate and support a conscious movement with it, which is this podcast. And it really does help me and help me and help me to keep this podcast going and support a conscious movement, which is very hard and few, far and few in between right now in the world, especially with freedom of speech and stuff. So I hope you can find it in your heart, support the podcast anyway. I also as well just wanted to mention that I've now also opened up a few coaching places. If you guys want to, you can either DM me on Instagram or you can also head over to the Send Podcast website and I have a coaching form where you can fill in if you want some help with coaching. So like I say, I can't do coaching with everyone, but I have I am going to start opening up a few places now for some of you guys who have been reaching out in the past and asking for this to be in place. So that's all I'm going to say anyway. I love you all and enjoy this beast of a podcast. Peace out. 
trying to think. We should, I was going to just try and go over what we were talking about before. You know about the the serpent stuff, what you were saying before, because right. you know, like I said before about the um, we were talking about the the serpent energy and stuff, and I was telling you about how um, that the a recent podcast I did with Carl Cameron when he was talking about how on the pyramid and uh, the Chichen Itza pyramid, how the the sort of the on the spring equinox, I think it is, and the summer equinox, yeah. I think it is, the um, the serpent, the scales, obviously. Once the sort of the sun rises, you can see the see the the depiction of the sort of the scales on the yeah. on the stairs, and obviously at the bottom it has Quetzalcoatl, which is obviously symbolizes energy and God. And um, what do what do you think? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's strange that we're talking about it because I was like literally reading about it mm-hmm. the last couple of days um, where I was doing the stuff for the presentation, looking at I, I, I came across that, which was uh, it, like interesting that you bring it up. But um, yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, you, you have you, you have the serpent as the representation of the Kundalini going on inside, but the serpent is also the, the movement of the sun over the equator. So the straight line, if you like, or the line of chakras is the equator, and the sun goes from the northern hemisphere to the southern. So and it, and it it does that in a continuous cycle, you know, for the summer months and the winter months, which creates the shape of a snake. So you can look at um, the stories like from the from the Mayans that like we're talking about, or from the from a biblical perspective with Eden and the serpent. It can represent two things, like like, like it always can: the inner, the outer, the as above, as uh, so below. So the movement of the serpent going through the Kundalini's coming up is also represented in the sky as the movement of the sun, which is. Um, yeah, which you, you'll find everywhere, like absolutely everywhere in all stories. They all depict the same, the same movements. Do you, do you, you know what? Um, we were talking. Um, I think it was last time we talked, but I know obviously in your video. I think it's once upon a time where you, you know, the the video that that you you go into the sort of the ancient esoteric uh, sort of um, you highlight a lot of the ancient esoteric topics and stuff like that yeah. through that. Um, because I kind of feel it, it's really hard. Like I'm already like now as I'm trying to think how to describe this, I, I know that I'm not going to do do it justice, but I kind of feel like as I've been looking into the ancients and I've been having my own subjective experiences, experiencing a Kundalini awakening, feel the serpent going through my body. Like you said, looking back at the ancient um, esoteric teachings where they, they're talking about, you know, um, what is above, so below. Mm. I kind of feel like, um, and it was like the last podcast, Clara um, brought this up as well. And she kind of said like how, we are all our own sort of individual universes and um, like we all have our own sort of like firmaments but the firmaments are like in relationship to like to, the, to our way of seeing and our sight of seeing on the world sort right. of say. It's really hard to explain this but like as you as you're awakened to yourself your universe changes. Wow. And it's like because um, he was it again it was I think I don't know if you looked at the work of John Major Jenkins but he's a he was like a, um, a Mayan ancientologist I think right. he's one, one of the he's died now but he was one of the best at the time and he said like um there was like some sort of like um sim- symbolic relationship between sort of our inner worlds and our outer worlds and right. how when we see like when the ancients were looking at the stars or something it would like something would permeate through that that would that would only be subjective to them and if you weren't highly evolved you wouldn't be able to see it sort of right. so. okay yeah yeah so as you go through your own inner dimensions the outer dimensions and the physical also change, change. as well change yeah, yeah yeah very interesting i suppose it is just about shifting your perception and and your viewpoint and how you process that information um but yeah i mean i i, I definitely think about the whole uh 
the whole universe of what yeah, there, there is an, there is a universe inside us and there's a universe on the outside and they both do work in unison if you like um yeah i mean that definitely that's definitely something that the, i would go the, along with man the, the law of attraction sort of works like that as well because i made a note of what, what i want to ask you about because i watched a video uh, there were a week a guy talking about the law of attraction it really made sense and he was saying that you know like in terms of the law of attraction how um uh, for example, say you, you know, the the standard model of the law of attraction is that what you sort of put out, you, you'll, you'll, you'll sort of create, you know, like yeah. put, put positive vibes out and you'll create the life that you want and the things yeah. you want. And his spin on it, and it makes sense to what things that I've been experiencing, he said that it does work that way as well, but to get to that first, you have to go through things that you need to work on. Right. So he says that the, how the law of attraction works for him, and I've felt this, is that you're actually sort of manifesting things around you that, that, you, that the universe wants you to work on and wants to iron out. Right, and yeah. then eventually, as you go through them windows in the self, you'll, you will find, find the things. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I, I've kind of felt feel this in, in my life that all the different occurrences that I have, when I look back on them, I think like, oh, when, when this person came in my life or this person came in my life or I had this experience mm. or I met this person, it kind of feels like that that was, the universe was sort of coming through in a way to keep bringing me attention back to something yeah, that yeah. I hadn't focused on or something missed and it would Definitely. do it in a slightly different way the next it, time. It like gives you the opportunities that, that you need. So people will um, generally associate manifestation with, I want loads of money or I want this. It's not necessarily going to give you that. It's going to give you uh, windows of opportunity for you to open and explore. But it's more about uh, the true riches, which is like self-discovery and, and, you know, money is pretty much insignificant, really. I mean, you could probably manifest um, things sometimes. Like, for example, if I'm if I spent all my money, I've got nothing, something will come along. It might not be a great deal, but I'll get something, you know, like uh, a voucher for twenty pound or something when I'm when I'm brassic and I need it the most. It just gives you little things mm. that you need within your zone. But with manifestation as well, I feel that you have to put out your your thought and what you want, but then you have to let go of it. Like you have to create space for that to manifest. If you're constantly putting out the same thought and you're not stopping, you're not create, you're not giving it the space for that to manifest. Um, you could liken it to like if you were buying something on Amazon and you kept pressing the buy button and kept pressing it and pressing it and pressing it, you'll crash the system. Mm. You press it once, it's done, you forget about it and a few days later it turns up. It's the same sort of thing with manifestation or at least in my experience it is. I'll put something out there, forget about it completely. I've put it out there, it's done, I trust the universe, will give that to me when the time's ready. I'm not constantly thinking about it. You know, another example is when you, you might no doubt throughout life met people that um, don't have a job or don't have a girlfriend and it's something that they really want and then I really need a girlfriend I really need a job and as soon as they give up on the idea of oh fuck it I'm not going to get a job or I'm not going to get a girl anyway two or three of those things will come along at once do you know what I mean and that that is as well I think that sort of proves the making room for it I mean, I've been the same in like in life, like when I didn't have a job, like years and years ago, and I think oh, I need to get a job, need to get a job, couldn't get one, and as soon as I sort of thought, ah, oh, like bollocks to it, like just what happens, but like what happens, the next thing you know, there's like oh, I've got three job offers now because I made space for it. I stopped thinking about it um, in order for it to manifest. I think if you think about it and don't stop thinking about it, it won't ever turn up. 
Do you know what I mean? Well, I think I definitely something just to add to that, something that I've noticed, and maybe it's related from another perspective on in terms of that is um, like if you say, for example, if you you want to achieve something in your life, I kind of feel like you have to sometimes make the step to open that up for the universe. Like yeah. you have to prove to the universe to some some extent. Because I had kind of because as you were saying that like a reflection of something that I'm working on was yeah. happening for me. Because I'm in a current stage in my life where I'm leaving a job. And um, you know, I've been going. You know, like in life, you have all these different things that you work and on, and weighing up and options. Yeah. Just as human beings, that's what you do. You yeah, know, yeah. especially when you get trapped too much in the physical sort of say. And uh, as I've, but as I've noticed, a pat, like the sort of a, there's like a sequence of things that happens. Is when you, for example, when I've made choices to 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 maybe leave things behind that I knew my heart didn't serve as, new pathways have opened up. Right. And I kind of feel like as you. <clears throat> well, this is this is how it's worked for me anyway. It kind of feels like when I get to a certain point in my evolution, and um, the universe like waits for, for me, waits for me to move, and it'll like stop yeah. everything in the physical until I make that sort of that more risky ri- risky option. And right. then as, yeah. as I make that risky option, the universe falls back again on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 like almost you know the uh, the tree of life mm-hmm. from the from the Kabbalah, and you've got all these different paths. So you, I think there's like thirty three different paths, and uh, a lot of people end up from the bottom and just going around in this in this sort of circle if you like but um so th- that's the way i see it i think that you manifest an opportunity to move to the next stage then once you've taken that you're on the ride until you get to the next point or the next junction where you have a decision again so it's a mixture of of your own will and a bit of fate because once you pick your path you're on that path until the next junction do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. there's points where you can where you can change your path, but once you pick a route, you're on it until the next point that you can pick again. Uh, like if that makes no, if no, that makes sense. I mean, that's man. happened for me all through, yeah, through my life. That's that's how I interpret it because that's how I feel that it is. Like you 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 start a path, you're with it, and then you'll reach a point where it's time for a decision again, and that decision will then depend on the next point whether you're going to go back or whether you're going to uh, progress or whether you're going to sort of stay where you are but uh, you know you've always got to be trying to progress it kind of works like that for the um what i've noticed about the human body as well you know like as i've been recognizing the shackles within the body kind of the the same process is works through the inner world as well mm-hmm. so like if you as you move and blockages out you have to like make choices with inside yourself that affect that everything's everything's effective that makes sense yeah yeah i had it yeah. um i wanted to actually tell you about this but i had it um I had experienced a couple of, was it a couple of days ago or weeks ago, I can't remember now. Sometimes the experience blur into one. <clears throat> but I had this experience um where I was I had this like visualization in my mind. Obviously I altered my consciousness and um it was like the you know, like the the cells in the body. Like so for example, you, I can't really demonstrate the cells in the human body now. Like it would be you know, it'd probably be the lines on this piece of paper, yeah. that's how thin they are. But as the representation showed is it like they started um the cells in the body started opening up. Right. And like so, for example, like the visualization I had was that the the energy was sort of being able to freely sort of move through the body with yeah. inside myself, and I kind of feel like that's what um you know this what this energy is doing on an energetic level. We get to these places in our lives where we have these blocks, mm. and we have to like sort of work on an element within outside of ourselves. And like the um this the cells, you can use that as a metaphor, whatever yeah. you want. Or, they'll open up and the energy can move free, freely through. Yeah. I mean, just look at the words you're using there, man. Cells, mm-hmm. you know, where you keep something imprisoned. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And to open up is to let that prisoner out, mm. which is the, the, the spirit, if oh, you yeah. like, like, you know. 
So um, yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, like, I definitely know what you mean because because everything works in unison, doesn't it? So like, there there will be physical changes occurring inside the body with with uh, spiritual evolution. I kind of I kind of feel like that's what um, what's happening now is like you know people are that pure because it's it seems like you know when we we started talking before about the, the sort of the the serpent energy and stuff like that kind of seems like the ancients were like they understood the the, the finer dimensions of how that um you know how that energy like how how energy has a life force within itself and yeah. it's permeating through the universe and causing these ripples that goes through like we're a vessel for that yeah, for that consciousness it was recognized in everything wasn't it you know you got prana you got chi you know uh, everywhere um recognized that sort of that essence of the the life and and soul of what uh what human beings are have you ever questioned what they were like actually on you and what they were doing because i know i remember yeah like i said before you know your, your song that you did once upon a time i know that um you know the art the artistic um depiction in the video right, i actually yeah, put yeah. it at the, last, the end of the last podcast yeah once upon right, a time. Yeah. but you know like when they were like um see because f- f- when i've gone through my doorways of him in, in me and i've started understanding like my own abilities of like tapping into like psychic abilities feeling feeling emotions and healing and stuff like that and then that representation that you had in the once upon a time you know they've got the like the like the sort of the, the people who were like healers and stuff like yeah. that i kind of feel like they, they, were, they were onto something like they were probably at a place where we're sort of leaning towards now what yeah I, th- now. I think so i mean you, you know the um uh the the uh there's like a cycle, isn't there? Like another wheel, which is like the, the golden age. You've got the silver ages, yeah, the, and like the bronze or the dark age. I think that when we look at a lot of the stuff from the ancients, they were in the golden age, and that, I think at that point, humans knew exactly what they were and exactly you know how to operate from the from the physical and the spiritual, and everything was was as one. And I think as we descend down that, we start losing it until we get to a really dark place like you know like the dark ages yeah. where all sorts of madness is going on and the world's like an insane place and slowly we're moving back upwards rising out of that and going back in towards that golden age um and i mean these things take thousands of years so we might just be seeing the very beginning of that yeah. of that shift occurring uh, again what, what the mayans wrote about in 2012 um it's interesting because that was a window, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. That that's a window. People think that's a Pacific day, but it's a, it's a window. Yeah, <clears throat> and that and window's still going on now, you know. And you think today is twenty twelve, mm-hmm. of twenty twenty, you know, and into, you know, and tomorrow we've got the we've got the uh, solstice. Well, it's interesting. In, so in, a lot in, of energy is going in, in around. all the calendar systems around the world right now. It's twenty twelve. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad, mad, you know. What yeah, I mean? in fact, some, yeah, someone was telling me about that that they they got the calculation wrong or something, yeah. or that yeah, in Ethiopia it was twenty, uh, twenty twenty, which is which seems to be going along. I mean, it would fit in right with the COVID stuff. Why would you try and shut people's crowns down unless something was occurring within yeah. us that was making us sort of like you know natural, start like to question our reality, and people are on a massive scale you know um massively uh, starting to question exactly what's going on and you know how much trust can we actually put in these people that are meant to be protecting us and you know it's, 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 it's happening man i do it's think happening. that i do think that um i wanted to ask you about this i know you're obviously recognizing it but it seems to be like the um, 
the bridge between sort of the the spiritual and the physical starting to it's, it's starting to slowly get closer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even just in my own life, I remember like like we were saying off the podcast before. You know, if you're not talking about sort of the physical dimensions like football and stuff like that, yeah. I'm not saying they're a bad thing. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying if you're not stuck on that mindset and you start going off course in your life and you start talking about yoga and yeah. meditation and things like that. Um, you know, you get laughed at, yeah, yeah. but it's kind of feels like that. Even like from a physical basis, like people now are, are, are like it's it's coming more noticeable. You know, in public, more people mm. are interested in these topics and stuff yeah. like that. But then there's also the element of like where I know around, around my close friends, you know, like they're having these mad experiences where like they, they are like they literally because like people. I kind of feel like because see a few years ago when I was um having these exp- have, like if, if someone taught me about like healing work or you know psychic abilities or something like that. I'd be, mm. I would probably listen. I would listen because I've always been open-minded. But I'd be like, nah, it's not. I'm not too sure about that. Yeah. But as you have these experiences yourselves, it um, you start f- understanding it from a deeper perspective. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of feel like there is a um, in in, in tight with what the ancient said as well. That there's a huge like there is a huge like the only way I can describe it is like yeah, that's like happening now. Like we've got me both hands going for each other. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's it's like a a bridging of it passing through yeah yeah that point where we've we we get that opportunity to hopefully like reconnect as long as what's going on now doesn't slow that down or stop it i mean i'd like to think that you can't stop these things you know no matter what anybody does to try and slow down the process it's inevitable that humans will wake up and will reconnect and then at some point we will descend back down again and it will just repeat and repeat over thousands of years um, but yeah, we're moving into that into that time. I mean, it's the, I started. I think I put out my eleven eleven album two thousand and nine, and there was already a reasonably big interest in conspiracy theories and spirituality. But since then, uh, from then till now, I've seen a massive increase, man. I saw a big increase just after two thousand and twelve, and then um, sort of steadied itself out again. But since uh, since coronavirus, you've seen an explosion in it, man. You know, people on Facebook that wouldn't normally be talking about or, or questioning anything mm. are questioning it, and people are having experiences um, that are, aren't related to conspiracies, but spiritual things as well, you know, that, that don't normally. Or We're definitely moving towards a more conscious future, I think. That's like something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, because with, with the COVID thing, and like I know we, I think we questioned this on the last podcast where we said about... Well, you you brought it up. You said, "Is it is it just a part of you, the universe? You know, plays out these characters to mm. to for the evolution of consciousness." <clears throat> I kind of feel like because even in my own personal life, um, what I was saying before about how choices arise and people will arrive in your life and stuff like that, it kind of like because because like you were talking about the last podcast we did, you know, and um, we we're talking about how when you get that feeling that you've you know it's a place that you've it's it's it feels it's you know you know the you you called it the common home sort of feeling right, yeah yeah and then when you yeah. go to, when you when you go to that place with inside yourself and to be honest with you I get it quite a lot I I don't know why I just keep getting it I do get that feeling quite a lot and as you go to, as you keep continuing to go to that place you know you start understanding that there is a there maybe is a divine presence that's operating through all mm. of us you know mm. um have you ever questioned like is it like have you ever questioned that divine force is it like is every single occurrence we have in our life is it is it is it from choice or is it some sort of grand scale thing that's playing out? Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a it's an interesting one to 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 look at. I mean, sort of goes into what I was saying earlier. That I'm sort of of the of the opinion that you get options, um, 
So you you sort of have a, a bit of control over your fate, but once you take that choice, it's out of your hands until you reach that next point where you get a choice again. You know, um, I found like with um, like just in life that you might you'll be given an opportunity, and if you take that opportunity, that's it. You're you're now on that ride until the next point where the option to choose is again. So I, I think it's a bit of both. And I know that sounds weird, but it's like a, a there's, it's almost like there's these pre-planned paths and you can take whichever one you want, but they're already pre-planned for you. But you do have that option of making a choice. Have you ever heard of the, uh, the as a, I think it's Dolores Cannon, you've ever heard of her theory yeah. about the timelines? She, she says like, because you know if, like what's coming up now she's talking about this a while ago about the um, she called it the splitting of consciousness you know like this goes on the, the COVID timeline as well how yeah. you've got these two polarities where you've got like people like us who are, are not buying it you've got people who are buying it yep. and she said how um, you know that's a that 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 we are, we are thinking is not just a, a way of being it's a vibration it's a frequency so if you go through your life and you start like changing that frequency and jumping onto another one mm. you can like you can jump into these parallel parts of yourself because i kind of feel like um i've had these mad experiences where you know i've took psychedelics or something like that mm. and i've had these experiences where i f- i can really understand that i know this is really deep and going out there i kind of feel like you can't there could be a possibility where you know, there's infinite yous living a life, you know, right, like yeah, yeah. Li- doing infinite podcasts, you know, yeah. maybe someone who turned up 10 minutes earlier, or 10 minutes yeah, yeah. later or something, or someone, a podcast where the cameras all went off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm in that one now. Yeah, most yeah. Of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then you just like, as you move your vibration and frequency, you, you are your own universe and you pop into them. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think and so. Maybe man. you can pop back into them. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it'd be great. I mean, I actually had an experience once on, um, Salvia which I haven't messed with a great deal because it is a bit weird, do you know what I mean? It's not like a nice feeling, but um, but I like to experiment anyway. Yeah. And I had this one time, and uh, apparently I was just literally sat there, you know, almost drooling, I think someone said. I was just sat there, but in my mind, I was going through. It was like, you know, um, you know, like uh, one of those things you look through and spin. Oh, like kaleidoscope. Yeah, yeah no, not like one of those, but like one of the ones that used to show the old sort of like an old film thing that you look through. Yeah, you know, and, you, yeah. and it showed you different. It was like one of them going really quick, and it and uh, then it started slowing down, and I could see multiple different places where I was. It was like I was experiencing myself, but in different places. And eventually, as the as it it was rolling, and as it slowed, it come back down into where I was, which was like in a field somewhere with like a few mates. And um, I, and I, I, I can just remember saying to him that it was so it was like I was myself, but in different places all at once. Was the only time I, was the only way I could describe it. But I could actually see different things in in front of me, which which I which I yeah I, I did associate with uh, different versions of me in different mm-hmm. uh, you know in, in different realities. It's mad because I've had I've had um, I don't know if you had dreams like this, but I've had some like lucid dreams where I've like. You know, I've, I've become aware that I'm in the dream. That's the way I call it. Like, become aware that I'm in a lucid dream. And if at times I've had dreams where I feel like I'm in a, like I'm in a parallel real, reality. Yeah. You know, I've had I had even had a dream once where like um, it was honest, it was quite it was quite at first it was quite frightening because it was one of the first ones I had it. And I, what I think it was now it was like an in between dream where I was in between the sort of maybe the astral I think because the astral sometimes black and white. Right. So I was like in between, but I was 
what happened is I thought I was so disillusioned. I thought that black and white world was mm. the was sort of the real reality, yeah. and then it was only because like a trigger in the in that world triggered us, and it, I was like, well, that's actually not. Yeah. And that's when I went hurtling back through a portal <laughs> and woke up in my bed, and I was like, <gasps> like that. Yeah. But I kind of feel like. Um, you know, even like these these occurrences that people have, you know, people's lucid dream and people's having psychedelics and we will be having this ability to, to tune into these other perspectives and other mm. parts of ourselves. There's an argument that we can do that to to to, to um you know, to better to be able to have a compass to navigate the reality that you've got now. Right. But we are constantly jumping in these all the time, mm. you know. I, I do feel that like through when you have yeah, all I mean, these experiences. Yeah. I had I had like a, a sort of an inception type moment once in a dream. And I was uh I can't really remember much about it, but I was in a cave with uh, with a woman. And she was telling me loads of information and stuff, which I, I can't recall. My subconscious probably knows it all, but yeah. I can't actually, like you know, uh, consciously recall it all. But there was a part in the dream where she got this crystal and put it to my head. And the second in this dream that crystal touched my head, I saw the DMT world there yeah, for about I don't know about five seconds. And I, I literally went into that world in my dream, pulled back from it, and I was in the dream, seeing the woman with the crystal again, carried on speaking, and then woke up. So within that dream, I got through to a DMT realm only for only for a minute, and it and, and she was saying you need this crystal to get through. And uh, the weirdest thing about I think it was either the next day or the day or two later. Uh, Wisdom and his brother come round to record and Wisdom's brother had a crystal for me and he went oh, I've got this crystal for you and it was the same colour as the one that was used so yeah I've, I've still got that crystal it's now yeah it's a really strong one you can really feel it in your hand man, man I did a, um, a podcast years ago with a guy called Robert Wagner who talks about lucid dreams and he's gone like so deep you know he's he's like well, I remember him telling me off the podcast he's in a state of mind now where he he like he discovered that the dream realm is a, a subconscious like you know it's a subconscious manifestation of things that you need to work through right, yeah. but he went so deep into that he believes that mm. also this is the same is the same thing as well exactly, just like yeah. a mirror right. but he said um that was a bit off tangent but to say but what he discovered in the dream realm is when you were saying about that that figure that that sort of put the crystal the yeah. woman that put the crystal on your head he had these experiences where um and I, i've had lucid dreams as well where i've met interesting dream figures you know and it's mm. like and i've just knew that the like I've had these experiences where I just know that the, the the know that I'm dreaming or something like that, and I've had like a a watch committee before where I've I've woke up at a table and I've been like three Mexican women have been oh like my. questioners in Mexican, Mexican and I've yeah. woke up and I don't even know what they were saying, you know, because like, but, un- but understood it in the but dream. understood it in yeah, the dream. Yeah. And he said uh, he had a theory that he believes that there's guides in these in between worlds, mm. and the reason why the guides are there is because you know they've like, for example, they've got to a point within. The physical where they've ascended their consciousness and they've chosen to like before the point of death they've chosen to instead of like go to whatever happens mm. they've chose to go in the in-between realm to to bridge the gap for right, other people okay, to help yeah, them because yeah. it does seem like there's you know there is like there does seem that you get a vibe from these these characters and uh the, or entities i don't even what you want to mm. call them really energy forms or something the, the, they, there is like they, a, they take the appearance of a person, yeah, possibly, yeah. Of like a, maybe it's just a part of us, you know. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. just our higher self or something. It might well be, man. I've, I've had a couple of dreams where I felt like I was just having a conversation with one person, mm-hmm. and they were teaching me. The, the one I mentioned where was in the cave. There was another one where it was like um, it was a weird dream actually. I was in like a big house, like a big sort of like Hogwarts style mansion thing, and I found this secret passage, and I climbed up to the top of this tower and there was a woman in a room there and she told me loads of stuff 
And then uh, the last thing I remember about that was was um, looking outside and there was UFOs. And then I woke up, which is a weird one. And I had another one once where I sort of met someone or an energy force that it, it was Alistair Crowley, but I don't know if it was just using his image. But um, the dream, I was just sat down talking with this guy that looked, or this energy that looked like Alistair Crowley. I don't know what the blooming hell was being said, but when I woke up, I felt like uh, I had an understanding of it, but not that I could consciously recall. Yeah. But yeah, because normally dreams are like, I don't know, you're getting chased around or, you know, there's some sort of fear involved, but when they're actually ones where it's just you speaking with someone random like that as well, like, you know, just like, you know, it's uh yeah it's very strange but I do feel that you learn from them and that and that there's a uh, a lot of there's a lot to learn and take lots, from lots dreams of conscious, man uh, yeah you said before about uh, I've never talked I've never spoke this on the podcast it's, it's funny because you know when you you hear a bit of information and like when you do podcasts you're like oh well I'm, I want to bring it up yeah, you yeah. Know, I want to bring it up so I sound cool or something you know what yeah. I mean but you don't actually just want to bring it up so because I'm learning stuff all the time but when you said uh, about um as the Crowley he was um. Um, he was like um, because you know he was doing some really big stuff in terms of like the metaphysical and that right. and he was um, there's reports of him um, going to the, the king's chamber and stuff like that and he was doing these rituals where he was like sort of um, you know he was like doing these rituals where he was like summoning energies and stuff like that yeah. and there's, there's um, the scriptures of him talking about how he was um, who was it again is it the the the, the Egyptian god is it f- begins with T uh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, froth, froth, froth. Yeah. That's it. And he was summoning uh, like the the energy form or the god froth or something yeah. like that. And what he wrote, and, and I've tried to find this. Like someone taught me about this, and I've tried to. I've I found a little bit of uh, tech, uh, scripture on it. Maybe you might know some more about this. I don't know, but he had a theory that there is a hidden etheric realm in the king's chamber. So. Right. So this is this, this to me. This blows my mind even more because you know how, like yeah. we were just saying before, how yeah, yeah. I get like chills down my back and was talking about the ancients. Yeah. It's just yeah. something about it. But if like, and we already know that they were like onto something massive. You know what I mean? Like with the we know we know the way. You know, like yeah. understanding the cycles of consciousness, building these pyramids, and the way they built them and everything. You know, without a doubt, that can't even be argued, can and, it? Um, you know? If they did like have something where, because what what this passage said that I found, it said that, and this is obviously. I've also I haven't spoke about this in the podcast, but I've spoke to people who are very good out of body ex- mm. can like out have an out body experience at will, and they've said that they went there and they found it as well. So they've right. astral projected to the king's chamber, yeah. and they've actually seen the etheric realm. Right. And they also back up what Alistair Crowley said, where they said that the Egyptians have designed something in a way that can only be accessed when you're ready. Right. Yeah, so for yeah. example, say the the even you know with the last podcast we did talking about how the the uh, the the evil in the world, you know, they're like, if you want to use that word, it's probably not mm. the right word, but you know, the I don't know even what word you want to put, but you know what I mean, the, the government or whatever, yeah. they've got these old esoteric texts and they've been able to manipulate them, and which they're clearly doing. Yeah, well, definitely, yeah. But there's also maybe another dimension that the Egyptians knew about that was like, they created a, I don't even know how you would do it, you know what I mean? They've created a etheric realm that only when you're ready, if you, you know, you've got to be good astral, you've got to be, be able to manifest your inner world's yeah. good or something to access this place. So even, so even on that level, there's a, a, a type of hierarchy or, or different levels yeah. that you have to go through. Yeah, interesting that it's the king's chamber and mm. the king is obviously associated with the crown. Interesting, Again, I didn't so, even recognise yeah. that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's a common theme, that enough. It's coming up right man, now. All the time, yeah. And that's... Um, 
because it, it, you know, it all it all signifies the same thing. Really, we are all kings and queens. You know what I mean? Every human being on this planet. There isn't one title for you know, oh, that you know, uh, the Queen of England. She, she isn't. There, there's multiple queens of England. Mm-hmm. Every single female on this on this nation is a queen of England. Mm-hmm. Every male's the king. We all have crowns, and we all um, we all need to uh, activate them and reclaim what's been stolen from us, man. Do you know but what I mean? That's what like. Um Jesus was kind of saying, you know, Jesus was uh, touching on that topic, um, f- like trying to teach that, you know, and obviously it's been manipulated through time. Yeah. It's been deciphered in a different way, but I kind of feel like, because there's even ties to like Jesus in the, Jesus was going to the, um, you know, the, um, oh, what's it called again? The the, the something schools, the, oh, what's the word? I was talking about this before. Um, the, um, you know, the schools that they used to go to, there's a certain name uh, for it. The ancient mystery schools? The mystery schools. Yeah, right. Like, there's there's text showing that Jesus was going to these mystery schools right. and he was taking psychedelics yeah. and stuff. And as he come out, merged out of these ceremonies, he started telling everyone, you know, that, like, start um, treating everyone as as you, as your brother and sister and yeah. stuff like that. Because like, we are all one. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I kind of feel that maybe, um, the theory that I have about Jesus, that he was also the, the same thing. You know, he was someone who just evoked that consciousness, which yeah. we're going through the same process yeah, yeah. now. And he started like saying, you know, like don't hurt people, and and maybe he also as well when he, you know, like how they have these stories of him, um, you know, healing people and things like that. Yeah. I'm I'm also experiencing things yeah. like that. So if, Talking if I was about, doing, uh, I'm sorry, but how he'd say like, uh, you, you get the light from the darkness. Mm-hmm. So when you meditate and you shut your eyes, that's how you get the light. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, he's, he he was full of um, those type of teachings for definite man. Hundred percent. I was going to say as well, and some of the things that I've been doing. Like if I was in the back in them days, I would be also probably hung at the cross. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. and put in the corner and said, yeah. "Oh, he's a dangerous man and stuff." No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've no, I've no doubt. I would be as well, man. We'd all be up there, you know, crucified or for whatever for for trying to teach the uh, yeah for trying to teach the truth. No, definitely. Because um, religion took such dedication to to stamping it out. You know, they they, they acted, uh, you know, persecuted anyone who had different beliefs to them. And basically looked to erase everyone until they took on their beliefs. So yeah, I can I can quite easily see that. The Bible is full of metaphysics and and uh, you know all, all that type of all that type of stuff, man. It's absolutely full of it, as well as astrotheology and all that. It, it basically is, uh, in my eyes, all religion is a mixture of astrotheology yeah. and psychedelic experience. And because the two are one in the same as well, because the as above, as below. So what's going on there is going on internally. It's, it, there's multiple layers to every story. When, uh, you, when we, did, we did the last po- podcast and you were talking about the uh, the halls of the halls of judgment, when you said you had that, um, I think it was a DMT trip where you said yeah. you were going through the halls of judgment yeah, and yeah. The Cyrus and stuff was at the side. That's right. Do you, um, do you think that that's, that's what um, this place is? Do you think it's a... It's a, the reason why we. It's like because it seems to be like I said. I know I slightly touched on this in the last podcast about the purification of the soul. Mm. But do you feel that's what is going on now? We're going to be like sort of judged on everything that you've you've done in your life because it feels like that's what it is for me. Yeah, I I, I definitely think it is, mm. man. And, and and possibly, I mean, I, I, I can say for sure, but possibly that is um, part of the process to get to the next level. To say it's like a computer game that we're living in. If we die before we finish the level, we have to start again from the beginning. Yeah, but whereas if you if you do uh, like if you complete that level, then you go through to the next one, mm-hmm. and then that's your next starting point. 
So I think a lot of people uh, are born here, maybe don't do don't do any knowledge or you know any self discovery, and then when they die, are reincarnated again and have to keep keep repeating the process mm-hmm. until they learn enough to ascend. And um, that's what I, you know, I I sort of you know there, there's no way of believe well sorry there's no way of proving it, but that is sort of what I believe, and I will do my. I'll do everything within my no. power not to reincarnate here. Yeah. You know, like once it, I'm finished, I want to stay uh, back there. Uh, it kind of uh, feels like that's so, all like um, <clears throat> the whole process of like when you do the work, you know, and you're going through your shadow and stuff like that. It's kind of like as hard as it feels when you're in there doing the work, you know, and the and, the, and you get battered on attachments and things like that. Yeah. It kind of feels like you, you know, as as I've gone through that, I do feel a lightness of my body. Like I feel a light, a lighter sense of myself, and then also from that, you can like navigate yeah reality a lot better you know yeah. you can help people as well yeah, definitely do you, do you feel that you could get to a point where because this is what i'm kind of feeling like is this what spiritual teachers are doing now you know like how you have these i'm not saying they're enlightened or anything but i'm just mm. saying it's clear to see that some people do get to a point where like for me ramdas was i think it was one of them guys who to me like, when i looked at him i kind of felt like he's done it you know in this realm right i kind of feel like you might get a chance if you clear them out fast you get to like use them skills to like help people in this mm in this realm yeah i think so definitely i i think just by um sort of experiencing those those sort of uh spiritual um adventures or whatever that i think that makes you more likely to help people anyway because it it, it puts us back in touch with who we are and like you're saying if you see everyone as your like as your brother or sister mm-hmm. and and it, it and yeah so in turn you are more likely to be helping people i mm-hmm. suppose yeah and, and and it's great because an action you take can spark off something. Like once I was walking through South End, uh, and it was raining really bad. <clears throat> I see a homeless guy just sat down, soaked, and I was, and I, so I thought I'll go and speak with him. Asked him what he needed. He said he gets plenty of food but needed clothes. So I said to him like, I went, I'll, I'll be back tomorrow with clothes. So I'll come back the next day with a suitcase full of clothes, give them all out. Went back home, told my friend about it, and he's like, you know what? He goes, I've got loads of clothes, I'm going to do that. And then within about a month or two, we had loads of us pie, like gathering clothes from people, taking them out, distributing them to homeless people in London and that. we done round here. Um, and we kept it going for ages, and some of the lads still do it now. So like from that one thought of where I stopped and saw this guy and thought he looks wet and he needs some clothes, that actually went on to put out about... 20 people that are going out there doing exactly the same thing and no doubt the people that they're coming in contact with are like oh wow look, look what's going on here and, and it, it i think that's how we get change we you do something and it might seem small but it's, if it inspires others it will it will perpetuate it and i think it's the same with consciousness like you could just be around someone who is who is um sort of uh, familiar with those like other realms or it really explores their consciousness and just being around them can make you feel better and then you then you'll go well, why do you know i want to feel like that as well and i've seen that loads man yeah Del- delores Callens talks about that i don't I keep mentioning it but she, she was someone who was doing like right in the thick of the work and she said like there's activators on the planet she says like is um you know and i've definitely through when i start feeling my own energy i can like go in a room and you know and i can like my energy start interacting with different mm. people and stuff like that and she says that as people move through life the they're act- activators so wherever mm. they go on the planet like there's this I, it's hard to explain this you know but like there's something that's going on like a um 
and I don't even know what you're going to call it, but like an energy activation or something yeah. where you, as you walk through or you move through life, you like affect people around yeah. you. That's good. I mean, that's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, but really, I think everybody should be trying to do that. Mm. You know, like um, with, with DMT, I've definitely done it, you know, with, um, with friends and stuff that were like, going off on paths that were probably not going to end them up to like anywhere too good, trying to get them back, get them connected, and, and then now they're off doing their own thing and, you know, enjoying life, you know, like how, how they're meant to be. It really helps, I think, people, like, not just not just DMT or psychedelics, but just that, that spiritual connection, because once you've introduced them to that, they will more than likely get into meditation and, and stuff like that anyway, so... You know, I've got quite a few good friends who, who years ago you'd never think would be meditating and you know drinking green tea. Like yeah. you just never ever would have thought it. Like you know they, were, they weren't them sort of, you know they weren't them sort of people. But but they have an experience and that stays with them and then they affect people that they're around now. And 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 I think that's really how we're going to get out of this. It's all about focalizing your thoughts and speak your truth and let other people hear that message hopefully it resonates with them and then inspires them to take their own path and if they're not already on it because but you know a lot of people are already well on their own paths man at the moment they just need a little nudging to yeah definitely to, to really you just know, last you know, time when we last did the podcast and it was this was a weird this was just like a weird synchronicity what happened as well um i was telling uh, laura about this as well well she was there but i was like sort of like reiterating the, what i felt would come through but i remember after last time we did the podcast you came back out and there was a rainbow in the sky. Right, yeah, yeah, and, that's um, right. Yeah. You, you, you turned up and you said, you went, you know when you're doing the healing work, you went, use one hand and do the other hand? And yeah. I felt in that moment, you know when these things come through and it's like a, it works like a um, like a synchronistic mirror or it brings importance to yeah, that thing, yeah. what you need to do. Because I kind of feel like in my life at the minute, I've been like sort of, um, I've been entering that, that healing work, you know, where I've been doing healing work with mm. people or something who I'm with. And um, at that point, I was up at a point in the journey where I hadn't, really fathomed out how if i'm doing energy work say for example i'm pulling things out with people or or whatever whatever it may be that i didn't know how to expel it like sort of not not expels are not the right word but sort of maybe just um allow that energy to sort of be released from me that i've maybe helped someone else with or something and uh have you had experiences like that you you, you, to understand that you must have had experiences where you've whether it's been through altitudes of consciousness where you've had you've done energy work with people or because yeah because i'll just want to get uh, add another point because when you do energy work um you know there's a like there's a stigma around it and there was a stigma for my younger self there was a stigma around it yeah. where i'd be like ah, fuck off energy work like yeah. bullshit you know what yeah I mean? yeah yeah but when you especially when you're on psychedelics and you are you are you just alter your consciousness nat- naturally this work comes through naturally you can do it you do yeah. it. like we spoke about last time you do it on yourself you use the breath and you guide the, yep. the energy through the body and you can heal certain aspects yep. but then what i've experienced you can turn that if obviously if you can do it yourself you can use that and turn, turn it on other people yeah, have you yeah. had experiences I've, of that i've done like crystal healing and stuff mm-hmm. like that on mm-hmm. um on people before um yeah and, and bits like that i mean i sort of just I mainly sort of stick with the sort of shamanic healing because I think that it's so profound and powerful that it can really get someone uh, in tune, you know. So I'm quite a heavy believer in in that in that aspect of healing. But yeah, I mean, with um, with crystals and and stuff like that. Well, it's not even crystal. The crystal is just uh, the talisman. You, you could use anything really. I know crystals do have um, properties to them to magnify energy and stuff, but it's the same as a wand. Like the wand isn't the, the magic. It's, it's the will and the fault and the belief of the person using it. 
and the same with um, the same with healing. I believe you know people can heal themselves if they believe that they can. It's all it's all stems from the belief. But um, yeah, I mean, but one of the very first things that ever woke me up was I started getting a real buzzing in my hands, a massive buzzing sensation in my hands. And I was working with drills and that a lot at the time. And I, I, the first thing I went to was, am I, like, you know, is this from using yeah. drills every day? So I was reading about it. And I couldn't find any answers. So I, then I started like, looking at, you know, other stuff like hands buzzing. What, what could it be? And then that was sort of got me on a path about, gee, this is years and years ago. And um, yeah, so I've always felt that buzzing. Just talking about it now, my hands are buzzing. Yeah. You know, as soon as soon as I think about it, they really start buzzing. And uh, I've been yeah, I've been told by healers that, that I've got like um, a lot of energy coming out of my hands, but it needed to be more finely tuned. They said it was quite rough at the time. But yeah, I've I've I've, I've done a lot of stuff like that, man, with the hands. You know, on headaches and you know stuff like that. Um, People say they feel better. I mean, I I don't know because I'm not them. So, it, you know, it, it's difficult to know. But yeah. I, I can certainly feel the energy coming through my hands. You know, when you, you put it over someone and you sort of judge where their aura is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you can really feel like it's like you're pressing down on something. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's all good. And that, and that, that I, I mainly done that, though, was to try and to balance the chakras. That's basically what I was doing when I say healing. I wasn't like actually healing... Uh, ailments or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. I was just doing a balancing of the See chakra. Me when I've done that as well. Yeah, and people seem to say it worked. They, they, they felt good. It's one of those things you you, you need to. We're like cars. We are like a machine, and we need to make Trina. sure everything's in tune and there's no blockages. Um, otherwise, we otherwise we stop. We shut down and we break down. We've got to keep our engines oiled, if you like. No, do you know no, what I mean? And keep everything flowing and. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like clear out the blockages as well, because I think the kind yeah. of the, the blockages are the, are the obviously are the are the seat of that information, seat of that skill. Me and um, me and Laura's been doing these mad experiences, um, doing these because I think like you said, it's you know, we're like a you know we are like a um, machine's not the right way, but you know what we are finely tuned, sort of. Um, I don't know what you would we, we use machine. We were finely tuned machine. Yeah. You know, you've got it like you said, you've got to keep oiling it. I think you can train them senses because me and Laura's been doing. Um, been sitting back to back and we've been trying to like pass colours to each other right, yeah, and, yeah. I, and obviously Laura will vouch for this the times we've done it the accuracy has been unbelievable hasn't oh, it yeah. and um, just like little practices like that just training the, yeah. the senses I think it was um, I think Rupert Sheldrick you know Rupert Sheldrick yeah the morphic resonance he's guy yeah created the, the theory morphic resonance about right, like collective okay. consciousness and stuff like that yep. he's doing an ex experiment I, I don't know if it's been stopped with COVID or something like that but he said he was doing an experiment where he was going to get like people to to do that type of experiment experiment where they were going to pass colours right, to each yeah, other yeah. and stuff like that. So it's similar to it, some of the um, the psychic programs the CIA used to run, mm -hmm. where they was uh, think of objects or something in a room, and someone else had to try and get that information from out of the minds. There's definitely stuff like that that goes on. Have you man. ever tried um, like remote viewing? Yeah, um, yeah. I haven't really been that successful in. Uh, um, what would you call it? I suppose you'd call that just, it's just the astral body, isn't it? Because mm. you're within this physical world, yeah. but out of your body. I've had a few experiences like it, but n not not where I can remote view, not anything that I've come across. You know. I've tapped in it a few times. I remember, because when I was younger, I remember mum used to always come in the room and she'd be like, what you what you doing? Like she would talk to us for years yeah. and I wouldn't answer her. But I was like somewhere, I was somewhere else oh, just somewhere, doing it, yeah. doing it naturally. But now I'm, 
now like I'm trying now I'm trying to get back to there it's it's a lot harder yeah. you know maybe it's just more natural when I was younger because it, it is indoc- it is pulled out of you you know yeah I think so yeah you, you, you were shut down as children because children have you know wild imaginations and I think that they're, they're much more capable spiritually than than adults I think as we get older our diet and um, like you say like the sort of belief systems that we have put on us, science and you know that's all for Hollywood stuff and it, it is really to try and to try and just keep you condensed in those five senses you know in that five sense physical body and they don't I, like to accept that there's more than that yeah, you know I think belief's a huge thing in it because when we're talking about the healing work before one of the things that I recognize is I think that the healing work would be more it'd be more I don't know what the right word is maybe more potent or more more efficient if mm-hmm. if like see if, if both receivers were fully fully 100% in that belief mode because I remember like even reading the you know the book George by George Spenzi while the placebo and stuff right. where he like um, talks about you know like how the power of belief in terms of like healing yourself yeah. and I remember going through that window and like experiencing it and understanding it from like a you know like a sort of a, a physical level but not really understand it from a spiritual and then I started having them experiences where I was feeling the energy yeah. going back to home as you sort of say but I think there's maybe a um, an element where this it would be like it would be more potent if say if we ha- from a young age we hadn't been manipulated oh yeah definitely um what was it again i was thinking about this as, as well about how because i had another download a while ago and it was talking about how how if say like when we bring children in the world it's important to bring them into a filter that that they can 100 percent have access to to yeah. ever who they are in the yeah, moment yeah. you know instead of like because say for example a child comes in the world and a child's a sensitive child or something that child will be you know it'll have to fit into the modern day world it'll be its limitations will be put on it put down and their natural abilities through the sensitivity will be stopped you know yeah, yeah definitely i mean if you if you encouraged uh you know all children to to meditate and to like you know who knows what they'd be capable of you know from, from a young age you know like who, like who knows what they'd be capable of especially as especially as the conscious shift occurs kids will get more and more in tune you know like throughout um throughout the future from now really yeah it's uh it's pretty mind-blowing really isn't it to think about it i mean what what could be achieved if we were given all the right um all the right sort of scenario to 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 grow in um it's pretty mind-blowing really it's like even just having the ability to have them spaces you know like the I think that's kind of what we're doing though like you know we're kind of clearing out them things to create to to create to be the bridge to that new world i know mm. we've got forces on the other side who's trying to pull us back into that oh, yeah. but there's a, there's yeah. a huge uh, collective essence of us like pushing that back i was going to ask you as well you know like through your i know you've had loads of different like experiences like you've obviously experienced a lot of stuff have you ever like ha- thought about what is the what is the purpose of all this work and what is the purpose of like everything that's going on on the planet you know because i know you're bringing it together i know that's like the million dollar question yeah but like you're bringing together like we just did the podcast before you're talking about astrology and like all these different you know like all the different things that line up on the planet from like esoteric teachings and and I, i've listened to your songs for so long yeah. and you're bringing everything together have you got like a general theory of like what what what, what, what we're touching on what, what what this is yeah so to, to, like basically uh you mean like the sort of meaning of life if you like, uh, like so what, think, is, what do you feel what are we here for i I think we are here to reconnect and to see through the veil because it's like uh, um, so so like it's yeah, like a big veil around humanity and we've got what we've got and we focus on that if and as long as we do that we won't ascend any further we, we're just traps yeah that's, that's the way I see it so I think as soon as you start 
acknowledging uh, a spiritual energy and then you start experiencing it and then like, you, you really build up a relationship with it if you like because you, you, you know like when you visit and you get these feelings of going home and stuff that's like having a relationship uh, you have like an, uh, an affinity with with, 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 with with the place I think that that is that that's basically why we're here it is, it is to learn all like everything and maybe that's why things aren't given to kids when they're young perhaps it's all part of the challenge we're born here in this illusion and we have to realise ourselves that we're in this and, uh, and we have to break free out of it and we have to peek over the other side and see what's going on and then we realise that oh wow you know there's so much more to life and um, I haven't met a person yet that's peeked through that veil and come back uh, a horrible person yeah. I've only seen it have positive effects on everyone mm -hmm. but the thing is you come back fearless as well you're no longer scared to die and that's one of the major fears of the physical world oh no you know you can't do that you know you're this big thing about death and that you, you're only going to know it when you die but you don't have to you can know death death's beautiful process and if we can experience it whilst alive then why not you know what i mean because at least then you can wake up and talk about it after and it might not be the full experience but you definitely get a uh a little insight into into that world and i think that's what we're here for i think we are here to break the illusion and if we can help others experience that as well then that can only be uh good karma like for ourselves you know and i i think i do genuinely think as long as you're here you're not putting people down you're not you're not trying to project your own ego onto anyone you know, you're just doing your own thing. Everybody's an equal. You know, um, I don't look up to people. I don't look down to people. You know what I mean? Everyone's just a human. Everyone's got something to teach. Everyone's got something to learn. And we just need that that constant uh, communication, um, be like between us as people. And we will get through that veil. And I think, like we were saying earlier, once you've done that, once you have ascended, I don't know whether you'll reincarnate back here. That might your soul might then just progress to the next level, and who knows how many more layers that there are. It's just all part of the uh, journey of discovery, isn't it? But God, God yeah. knows how many more um, Corbett's going on there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, <laughs> who knows, man? I mean, we're, we're not done. Corbett twenty, Corbett twenty one. Yeah, well, I watched that Songbird. You've seen that film, Songbird? It come out. It's one of the only films to come out this year, and it's about COVID twenty three. Um, and it's made by the people that made the Purge films, which I always thought were a bit. Yeah, a bit sinister. Of, a bit, yeah, with that satanic thing when you had like politicians it's killing energy, people and stuff. So yeah, it was already from just from the trailer alone, I thought this is weird. But yeah, it's about COVID twenty three. Uh, three or four years into lockdown, army are shooting people on site. It's it's very fear based, as you can imagine. But um, just because of what it was about, I went, oh, I've got to watch it. I paid for it on Amazon just to <laughs> see what the propaganda was because I had to know. But. Um, yeah, we haven't seen the end of this, man. I saw an article the other day in, in The Guardian that said, uh, oh, you know, there's a high possibility that more coronaviruses will jump from humans and you know, will jump from animal to human. And they're setting the stage yeah. for what's going to happen. I mean, around here already, we've got a new strain. Right, 70% uh, spread 70% quicker. Well, how quick is that? Because the original one was meant to be highly contagious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So uh, what does that even mean? It spreads quicker. Like... How? Like, how can you... 
But it's like the last Proof podcast that. we talked about. It's like the word magic, you know, like they use these word magics. I heard, heard another podcast and you said like they're putting now using words like super, super terrorist spreader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the word magic, you know what I mean? Oh man, some yeah. of the things, I mean, I've, I've been on quite a lot of protests during this time and um, like local ones as well. And some of the comments you get, like, you know, on social media, people, people go, you know, oh, bloody idiots, they're going to raise the, the, you know, like all the, the COVID cases. And we're in groups like online where there's some of them there's like thirty thousand people in one of these groups my missus is in, uh, for of protesters. Not not one person has ever written on there, I've got sick. The media, if they found a protester that got sick, it would be national news. Yeah, it would be, be everywhere. It they would, would they wouldn't put it down, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They, Don't give them the ideas because yeah. they'll probably do that and now they'll yeah, probably make someone will. up. I went to the protest. That's it, yeah, <laughs> just get someone to say it. But the thing is, they haven't found one because they won't find one. <laughs> I've been out protesting with, you know, there's been kids there and there's been elderly people there, people that you would class as vulnerable. Absolutely fine, still, out in mass with people. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the police response is just uh, appalling. Uh, didn't, I wasn't happy about that at all. Here's an interesting question I want to ask you. This is because this is something that I'm still navigating and struggling with as well, and I want to see how you how you navigate it. And there probably a lot of people who who listen to this podcast are also and in the world now who are aware of like other spiritual dimensions are probably trying to navigate this too. Is like the the element of like because we know that you know we know that manifestation is a powerful thing, and where you put your attention, if you put your attention to something, you know that it, that does create a, an energetic signature that can cr- manifest and create things. Yeah, and you know we've got the element of where like, because you know it's kind of like sometimes tiring, you know, like talking about COVID and stuff like that. But there's I know myself as a huge mm. importance because it's all embedded within a huge mm. spiritual mesh. But like trying to navigate the realm between how much attention do you give to something versus like creating something else. Yeah, and um. It's a balance, man. Yeah, it's a balance. It's a hard act. one, you know, because I, I kind of think a lot of people are probably not trying to navigate that. I'm trying to navigate mm. that myself. There's times where I'm just like, oh, fucking hell, should I just fuck off and just like disappear and live yeah. in the woods or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah honestly, we've been like, thinking there's another side that. where I'm like, I need to help people, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, and that's that's what I feel the most, you know. I've got to, um, you just got to say what you feel, man. If it resonates with people, it does. If they don't, you know, if it doesn't, maybe it's not time for them. I think some people in, in their lives, maybe aren't ever ready to wake up mm-hmm. in their lifetime. And like, um, maybe we, we, we shouldn't be trying to force people to do something that they're spiritually not ready for. Do you know what I mean? I mean when, when I say false, I mean by like, you know, you all need to wake up. Like, yeah. Do they need to wake up? Yeah. Or or is or are just the ones that are already awake or the ones waking, are we going to be enough? Mm-hmm. Maybe some people just stay asleep and that's that's their life plan or, or even their, their choice. You know what I mean? I'm not... I'm all about pro-choice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say anyone's right or wrong. Do you know what I mean? But um, as an individual, you can't help but feeling and seeing the world the way you see it. And I'm going to express it if someone asks me. Yeah, it's like what Alan I mean? Watts says that they they're just having their dream. You know, that's yeah. their dream. Yeah, yeah, it is a dream, really, because yeah. this is really a dream state. Because we are only truly awake when we're reconnected as our spirit or as our soul. That's when we are awake because we are at one we are at one with consciousness we're we're everything but nothing if you like yeah, you know yeah. you just you, you become everything um and then our consciousness is focused into a body we become the individual there's still part of a collective but as long as you remember that you know and you've got to know where you've where you've come from and where you're going and we don't and that's why we look for for people to um guide us you know like, Politicians, scientists, religious leaders, whatever. We don't. We don't. We don't need any of it. Mm-hmm. We don't need none of it. None of it at all. 
self-govern, self-religion, because there's only one truth. You know, there's no point in having people... You, you can't argue over the truth because the truth's the truth. So if you've got two people going, oh, oh, I'm, like, this is the truth, or no, this is the truth, neither of them are. Probably because it's somewhere probably in the middle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when you've got religions going, oh, like they're wrong and they're wrong. You're both wrong. It's as simple as that because there's only one truth. Yeah. Like, look at what unites these religions and the underlying aspects of them all, and you'll find, you know, what really is. Yeah, definitely. You know. I love that. We'll leave it there, brother. Yeah. Another awesome podcast. Yeah, always. brilliant, man. I, I've always, you know, always love talking to you, man. So. Uh, yeah, I look forward I to uh, yeah, I look forward to some more in the future. Two smashes anyway, two yeah. smashes. Boom, Wicked, man. <laughs> Here you go. Boom, beast of a podcast to say the least. That one, I'm sure you found found some interesting shit in that one. I can remember when I was recording that podcast um, a while ago, and I was thinking that this is this is definitely some big concepts in this one. So I hope you like that. Anyway, if you can, guys, support the podcast through the Patreon page or the one-off donation option. Also, like I said in the intro, also now a crypto option where you can support the podcast through that. Also, as well, have some opened up some places for personal coaching as well. If you want to check out that, you can head over to the Send Podcast website. And you can fill in the, uh, the the personal coaching form, and we'll see if we are a fit, and also see if um see if I can help you if you want some extra coaching from the podcast. So anyway, I love you all, wherever you are in the world. And just to play this podcast out as I always do, this song is one of Technique's new songs. It's called Born Born Alone. Not I know you said Born Alone there. <laughs> it's called Born Alone. <laughs> it's called Born Alone. Um. And it's with his his group called Concrete Slugs, and it's a basically a lockdown song about COVID and co- and coronavirus song, and it goes really deep to say the least, and it's a complete attack on the system. And I love these type of songs that really sort of um, get to the fabric of reality and also really do attack um, certain certain um, policies and, and things that are in place at the moment. So it is a cool one. So enjoy the song, um, Born Alone, by Technique into his group Concrete Slugs. Peace out wherever you are in the world. Boom. I'm watching television and the news man started Talking about a virus from the Wuhan market It jumped from a bat to a human target Respiratory failure, the flu jab can't fix We coming to you live, this strain of infection is ravenous Now all flights are cancelled and they're checking the passengers From airport security to medic examiners They got temperature tests that can detect any carriers Society is panicking, I'm having an anxiety attack again Could it be a scientific accident? News just did, this virus is spreading, it's a pandemic Easily contracted and anyone can get it It's getting kinda serious, I feel delirious But still I'm curious I'm furious, they're trying to put the fear in us Control the virus, it's a crisis We're in dire straits, operation lockdown Quarantine, isolate So now I can't see my fucking family It's making me depressed, I need to stop watching this shit It's airborne, the death toll is rising by the thousands According to experts, you better stay inside your houses Slowly dividing us, kill the soul inside us Born alone, die alone, it's the coronavirus Fever and pneumonia, like a scene from Utopia If you believe in the vaccine, we're Leading a new opia. We were born alone, and we die. And we die.
Honest and honest, working every single day, minimal wage And barely any change remains inside my broken pockets I know I'll have to graft till I'm dead in my coffin But I'd rather that than take any benefits offered Then the Covid attacked, my contract thrown in the trash I'm unemployed and left to fester all alone in my flat No sight of income or help, I'm just a penniless wreck With a loose tide around the neck, I'm buried up to in death Isolation is lonely, stress levels rising With only a few options left on this wretched horizon My last resort's to make a call to a friend I'm relying on selling cocaine for to make the ends I require Packets stashed in my jeans, I'm pushing grams to the fiends And things were going perfectly to the plan it would seem Until one evening on a meeting let me capture the scene Two undercover coppers bought some product and shattered my dreams Facing time in a cell, no one is trying to help Sentenced to a stretch of five inside of this hell Now in this six by eight ironclad silence I dwell No better off than where I was before I decided to sell This is what happens when you're forced into a court to fight when your rays are hope are covered by the stormiest skies left to fall from their sight a system flawed but despite the threat we're just some pawns that play no part in this torturous fight we were born alone and we die alone what a way to go now i'm on my own To a cardboard bed A swift kick to the stomach And the side of my head Spat on and told I'm a piece of shit Back to battling the elements For a place to live They just see the dope in me But not the dope they're supposed to see There's just a hole where hope should be I'm existing hopelessly They don't even notice me And if they do They just phone police for me Trying to find a place to sleep A safe haven Treated like a sinner Satan Tortured in darkness And torn from light Concrete's my pillow Under stars at night And demons creep where I sleep Sometimes teasing me to take my life Maybe I'll just take a knife and take whatever takes my sight It's hard to place my faith in Christ In these dark days I see no light The way I'm living now was better off in prison Released into a system where the love for life is missing We were born alone And we die Alone I ain't been this frightened since my diagnosis And the chemo blast my body rising with the highest dosage Weakened mind state the migraines were frequent But I was keeping blind faith in life saving treatment I've got my share of problems and gone through constant hell But doctors said my body's gotten stronger and responded well I thought my life was in the final chapter But I was brought alive a born survivor in my fight with cancer Soon they'll hurry up and set a proper date Doctors say the tumour's shrunk enough for them to operate But now I've got to wait patiently for surgery As national lockdown announced state of emergency Facing uncertainty, thrown in isolation As coronavirus breaks the whole entire nation We're told to follow rules, the vulnerable protected Covid's closing hospitals as some become infected Saved from catching a deadly virus by the experts Gave the cancer they left inside us, time to get worse in prison thinking I'm missing my one chance Wishing things were different as I witnessed the months pass And all the time I was allowed in the hospital To find the tumours grown in size and now I'm inoperable Eternally it turned into a terminal package And there's no surgery that works for irreversible damage True story